Welcome back to Keeping Tabs, and this is episode 103. I interview Heather Brooks. I've known Heather for about 10 years and have watched her journey as an ultra runner. She is truly inspirational. She has a background in health and fitness, but she tells us her story of coming out, and it's truly um, inspiring. So enjoy this episode. Welcome to Keeping Tabs. I'm Tab the Croc, and every Monday, I talk to someone here in North Idaho, the goal to connect more people in the Coeur d'Alene area. And then every Friday, I talk to someone outside the community to bring in a new perspective and to learn a little bit about yourself. Who doesn't love a little Froyo? You need to go check out 32 Below Froyo and more. Uh, they're located in Coeur d'Alene, Idaho. So if you're from the area or if you're visiting, go check them out. They've got frozen yogurt. They've got paninis. They have a little bit of everything. And they also have beer and wine and do some boozy floats. So go check them out. Also, go vote for them. Go to their Instagram. Go vote for them for Best of Idaho and uh, also Best of for the North Idaho Coeur d'Alene area. So go check them out. Go vote for them. They're amazing. And they also support the community. I have Heather with me. Um, I feel like a celebrity. I get to talk to a celebrity today. No. <laughs> oh boy. Like my dream magazine, um, what last month, two months ago. And mm. she is an ultra runner, trail runner. I just like admire everything that you're doing. And it's funny because I guess Heather and I were kind of roommates for a while. Um, way back in the day. Yes, I was gonna <laughs> Oh yeah. Gosh. Uh, 2011. Yeah. Lifetime ago. Um, and you have just like morphed into this beautiful, wonderful butterfly. Um, and it's so funny. We're going to go into her running and what she does, but I just think it's funny that like, we used to mock one of our friends about all these distances Mm. we could do Mandy. Yeah. And And then when we both got into like marathoning and running further distance, she's like, wait a second. Yeah. Yeah. Hold the phone. You guys are making fun of me. Exactly. So Heather, uh, Heather Brooks, tell us a little bit about who you are, um, what you do, um, and where you're located. Yeah. Uh, my name's Heather. I'm Tabitha's former roommate. (laughs) Um, (laughs) No, I'm, I'm 33. I live here in Missoula, Montana. I'm a trail runner. Um, come from a, a team sports background. I used to play basketball in college. Um, but now I'm an avid trail runner and love the ultra marathon distance. I've raced, I think, 21 or 22 ultras so far. Um, Already? Yeah. Dude, how it. did that happen? That was so fast. You've gotten a lot in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, it's been eight years, so... Um, and let's see, what else can I share? I run right now for La Sportiva and Hammer Nutrition. I'm having a good freaking time. I really enjoy it. Yeah. And you're killing it too. Like winning these races, it's not just completing it, like getting up. Like I did a 50 K the, the rut. And I was like, I did it, got the medal. I didn't like, I didn't drop out and I was happy, but you were yeah. doing these races over and over hundred miles. 50Ks, 100Ks. I mean, and like we just said, is that you went from like not a runner to now an ultra runner. Like, like when did that all shift for you? Oh man. Well, they, they don't tell you 
that after college, like this, this sport you've been playing for 15, 20 years will not serve your professional life. Like dribbling a ball is not a skill set for my career. <laughs> really? So after, after college, I was kind of a, a lost athlete, you know, and I just needed something. I mean, city league basketball wasn't cutting it anymore. I'm just way too competitive. And I went to a film festival in Missoula and they showcased, um, a little documentary on the rut. I'm like, Hmm, I'm athletic. I can do that. And so that was my first ultra and tab. Would you advise anybody to do the rut as their first ultra? Nope. Absolutely not. So I did the same thing. And it was, I, I remember getting on top of Lone Peak and I was like this, I'm done. Like, I don't need to go any further. And then I tell people, I'm like, mentally, you just kind of get through it, but it was, it sucked. <laughs> oh God. Well, you made it a lot further than I did. I made it to Swift Current Aid Station, which is roughly mile 18. And I said, I am done. I had a lot of choice words, but in short, it was like, screw ultras. This sport is so stupid. I'm done. I took the chairlift down. I'm like, I'm going to get a burger and a beer. And I'm like done with this sport. And of course, like two days later, I'm like, well, that was hard. I failed. Can I do this ultra thing? Well, and the weather for you, how was the weather that day? That was fine. Oh, that was fine. Okay. I was going to give yeah. you, <laughs> no, there's no out. I just quit. <laughs> but now you're winning these races. So yeah, now, now I'm running hundreds and I love the hell out of this sport. It's so much fun, but yeah, it took, that's my only DNF or, or did not finish, um, was my first one back in 2014. Dang. Um, yeah. And then yeah. that light bulb just went off and you're like, I'm going to keep doing this. And obviously you have such a cool group of people around you. Oh man. Yeah. Too. That's I think huge for ultra runners. Absolutely. It's like the thing I love about this sport. And I don't know if you can agree with this or not, but I feel like as a human being, you can find your edges with this sport, like emotionally, spiritually, physically, and you get to see some pretty cool things too. So for me, it's like, okay, I've done the 50 K distance. Can I do a 50 miler? Yes. Okay. Can I do a hundred K? Yes. All right. Now I've done a hundred miler. What else can I do? Which is like, okay, there's a limit to this, but it's really, it's been a fun journey for sure. Yeah. And I mean, it's insane. And I agree a hundred percent. Like yeah. I love marathoning on like a road. It's fantastic. And I love that, you know, what it does, but also there's nothing better than being in the mountains and running on trail. And like you said, and I don't know, it's not much like about the competition. Like you said, it's about yeah. the view. It's about the community and people like pick you up. Like if you're on the side of the trail, they will stop and they will help you. Like you, oh, yeah. the community for trail running is insane. Yeah. Well, it's like, if you're, if you're having a hard time in the back country, I mean, yeah, you're going to need help. And I, yeah, to, for me, I've, I've spooked up a bunch of elk before, like you get to like in these hundred milers, you get to run with the sunset and rise with the sunset. It's, it's, it is a crazy experience and you really get to see what you're made of. And like with a hundred miler, you, you know, something will go wrong. Absolutely. So it's like, you get to test to see what you're made of and can you problem solve on the fly? And can you withstand the conditions, the snow, the wind, the darkness, the, you know, nighttime stuff. Um, and I just, I'm, I'm fascinated by it because you learn so much about yourself through these, these races. Well, and you were built for it. Like you are, you have that runner body that like, I wish I, I don't, I don't know that that's true. I, people will always say, Heather, of course you're, you're a basketball player. I was like, well, I've been wearing the short shorts 
I do the running thing. Like, how can you tell I'm a baller? They're like, well, you wear black crew socks and you high five the hell out of everybody. And I'm like, okay, you can't take the baller out of out of Heather, but yeah, I, I try to run for sure. Yeah. I, I think it's just in your lighter too. Cause that's my problem. I am a very muscular person. So when I go down the hill, I feel like I have the whole mountain coming down on my knees and in my legs. Like I can't, I'm not light the downhills where I, I suck. And I don't know, like, do you have advice for someone like, I'm like for me, maybe I'm just asking for myself, but like I, the downhills where I struggle. Oh, I'm, I'm still learning. Like I used to always say like, because I'm tall, maybe I'm not good at running descents and like the rut, for example, you've got scree for miles. Right. And it's like, it is an art. Uh, so it's like, for me, I'm still learning, but like running perpendicular to the, to the hill instead of being vertically upright and then just like quick turnover and being really, really light on your feet and picking your line. It's like looking like six, eight feet in front of you and trusting your feet. Yeah. to trust the trail underneath you, you know, but, but it's easier, it's easier to, to speak to it than to actually do it, especially on technical terrain. Yeah. Like when I see those elite runners that are really good, it's almost like they're floating down the hill. Yeah. Yeah. They're really touching. Like, you're just like, how, how are you doing that? And I'm like rock and like, <laughs> it's yeah, especially after 20 miles, it's like, you want to put all your weight into that foot, roll your ankle, DNF. Yep. Say screw, screw ultras. <laughs> Or fake an injury, you're like, ah, my ankle, I gotta be done. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Exactly. So do you have some big races picked up for this year? Yeah. So gosh, I don't know if you know the story of hard rock and like where I've been with all of that, but I raced my first hundred in 2018. It was Bighorn 100. Oh. And so that was the qualifying race for me to get into hard rock. And I got selected um, and was supposed to race it in 2019. And that year, the hard rock course got absolutely nuked with snow so much that in July they were having avalanche activity. So they canceled it. And so then in 2020, I was supposed to race it and they got canceled due to COVID. So then 2021, I finally got to race it, but man, I've been, I've been so focused on hard rock for, for years of my life. Right. And so it's like, I'm really happy about the whole experience, but to be quite honest, I'm a little burnt out. Right. Yeah. And so I'm, I'm hungry for an experience in running. That's different than what I've had in the past four years. Um, and for me, what that looks like is to not do a hundred mile race in 2022. Wow. Good. Good for you. Yeah. So it's like, all right, I can slog through the mountains very well for a really long time. What I want to try to do, and maybe this is too abstract, uh, but that's fine. I want to develop myself as a runner when it comes to speed and doing like a 50 K race really, really well, or a hundred K really, really well, and learn how to be a faster trail runner, um, with the hopes of 2023 being a faster hundred miler. So, um, I will have a 50 K there in Idaho in April. It's called Spitfire there in Menon. I think have you heard of this race. I have not heard of that one. Yeah. Um, and then I'll go to Oregon in July and do a hundred K called Siskiyou out and back. Ooh, where's that at? Uh, Ashland, Oregon. Okay. Yeah. Um, and the then the one outside of hood river area with all that, have you done the one in hood river with all the waterfalls? Mm -mm. No, I've never raced in Oregon before. Mm -mm. Um, and then I, I never race a race twice. I am going back to the rut in September. This will be the fourth time I have yet to throw down like a good race at the rut. The last time I ra raced the rut, I was 
uh, puking at swift current, looking at headwaters and looking up at Long Peak, being like, this stupid race. <laughs> so, so I told my coach, I was like, I really want rut to be an A race and I want to put together a sound effort there for sure. Yeah. I even looked into trying to get into the, the 28 and I, they, it just sold out so fast this year. Oh, again, oh yeah. again, yeah. I still couldn't believe I got in the year I did because it's so hard to get into. But like you said, it is one of the most challenging things I've ever done. And I've like, you know, I've done marathons, but like that is hard very oh, yeah. hard. like you said the, oh, yeah. the best runners in the in the world have come and done the rut and have had really bad times and have had a really hard time because I it's it sucks the rut doesn't care who you are <laughs> no it'll eat you up chew you up chew you up spit you out all those things for sure yeah, I'm like crawling on my hands to get up to the top and I'm like this is not racing this is not running <laughs> no it's survival so what is like, what would you say, what is the most challenging part for you, you know, in your running journey? Um, is it the training? Is it the race, the day of the race? What, what is the most challenging part for you going into these races? Uh, I could answer that one of two ways. I think, um, so you've read the article, correct? Mm -hmm. Okay. So proud of you. Thank you. So in short, I guess, uh, it's not a short story. Um, yeah, so I, in conjunction with my hard rock story, I also had a personal journey of um, coming out uh, and identifying as queer. And so I think the hardest part for me running prior to uh, three years ago was that I relied on it so heavily for, you know, validation, um, and just self-worth, you know? So I, I think like most of my happiness was tied to running because I was not happy in my personal life. I was suppressing a lot of stuff. Um, but now I would say with training for hundreds, I think the hardest part for me is time allocation towards training. It's huge, it's, it's, it's like a part-time job. I work a full-time job already. Um, but yeah, the training I think is probably the hardest part for me. It, it's and that would that would be my answer if someone asked me the same thing like when you when you decide when you sign up when you push pay however much you're paying for this race it's like oh shit I've got to look at my calendar and actually instead of putting in meetings and like downtime you actually have to put it in there like an appointment with yourself I have to run for six hours today I have to run for 20 miles I have to run a speed intervals and so it's just it's like you said it is it's sometimes more than a part-time especially when you're trying oh, to and it's, and it's all, cons it, it can be an all consuming process too. It's like, it, you're not just allocating time for your training run, yeah. but you got to think about recovery and getting proper sleep and heaven forbid, if you have a drink on a training day, like I train six days a week. Um, so it's like to be social too, you have to, to worry about like what you're doing and, um, it can be really hard on relationships if you're not careful. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I would say like the time allotment is probably the hardest thing for me. Uh, when you show up to an ultra, you're like, well, I've done the work. I've done as much as I can. Let's just see what happens and hang on for dear life. Like I don't get too nervous when I tow the line anymore. Um, but yeah, the training is definitely the hardest part for me. Oh yeah. <laughs> like you said, there's lots of time that goes into that. Oh yeah. Yeah. So you're in Missoula. Um, my fiance and I were just talking about maybe going there this weekend. Love Missoula. I'd love to go there anytime you possibly can. 
Um, if someone's listening and wants to know where is your like go-to, like maybe lunch place and dinner place, like your couple of your favorite go-to restaurants. Oh man. Um, okay. Well, Missoula, Missoula has a lot of breweries. Um, I'm going to plug draft works for sure. Um, uh, in terms of food, I would say top hat, top hat's great. And then, I mean, don't, do not do top hat first and then do what I'm about to say, but I would say like my main squeeze here in Missoula is Sentinel, like get your butt up on Sentinel, do a trail run and then, then go sit down at top hat or I don't know, big a pizza is great. Um, but definitely polish it off with an IPA at DraftWorks. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> so you're also, you're running, what are other hobbies you do besides running and lots more running and um you know obviously you live in Missoula one of the coolest places to live where it's your closest yeah. outdoor activities mm -hmm. that's a, it's a funny that you asked that question because prior to this past season my off season um after hard rock I was just running because I was too nervous to do anything but that with hard rock being you know it's a lottery based race and a chance of a lifetime I'm like I'm not going to jeopardize anything um, for this race. So I really became like one dimensional past three years to train specifically for hard rock. So after it was done, I'm like, okay, now I can breathe and now I can try new things, which is completely liberating, um, to be bad at something and to be new at something. Yeah. Um, so, so this year I picked up mountain biking, um, um, and then I, I picked up skate skiing. So I'm doing those two things. Um, yeah. Skate skiing. Really? Yeah. Why does that shock you? <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. I, I don't know anybody that skate skis. <laughs> Come to Missoula, everybody skate skis. Really? Well, I guess in Missoula, everybody does everything outdoors. Mm -hmm. Do you guys have any places to do like rock climbing? Um, yeah, I don't, I don't rock climb. Um, I would love to try. There's a climbing gym yeah. here in town. There's a climbing gym right by DraftWorks. Um, but people will rock climb all around. There's some spots down in the Bitterroot, uh, South of here that people will go. Yeah. That's awesome. What is, what has been, I mean, obviously we've talked about your races that you've done. Is there a race that you like, it sticks out maybe it's like your favorite, whether it's because you PR there or whether it's like, no, the, the views were insane. Is there like a race that just is like this race you have to do if you're an old, if you want to get into ultra running? Oh man. I, I would say eventually in someone's career, they should definitely do the rut for sure. <laughs> Eventually, not your first. Eventually. Don't do the first. Yeah. Your first ultra should not be the red. <laughs> Don't do that. Um, let's see. Um, I'm going to have to think about this answer tab. Hold on one second. There's, uh, my coach puts on a race, uh, near Lander, Wyoming, and I'm blanking on the name. Oh, that's unfortunate. You've done so many races though. I know I should have written them down. Um, I don't know. I think the Beaverhead 100K sticks out for me. Uh, it's a it's a point to point 100K, which, in my opinion, is a little unusual. I, I prefer it. It's amazing. Um, you point. To yeah, and it's 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 right along the CDT. You got Montana on one side, and Idaho on the other, and there's uh, only about 5K worth of scree in this race um but stunning stunning views for sure I, yeah i would say beaverhead 100k or 50k man you cannot go wrong with that race that is a stunning course yeah that's amazing mm -hmm. so another fun question um uh, make you i like to make you think on your toes um yeah. if you could have dinner with anybody dead or alive who would it be holy cow 
This is a great question. I'm making you think today. <laughs> yeah, no. Dead or alive? Hmm. I'm gonna have to come back. I don't, I don't know. I know. Like, there's... <laughs> I don't know. Next question. <laughs> and next, because it's such a broad question because you can go so many ways with it. Is it someone that you- Yeah, want? it was like, an, should I pick an athlete? Should I pick a, a family member that's passed away that might be like questioning my life choices right now? And like, I just want to chat with them and like, no, I'm actually happy. Um, yeah, I don't know. Maybe Blake Lively because she's really pretty. Oh, girl, I'm straight and I I love Blake. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, her and Ryan Ryan Reynolds. I mean, come on. No, I have different both of them. They're very attractive people. Yeah, and they're insanely funny. So, like, could you imagine talking to him? I would love to sit down with him. I mean, he's hilarious, just like on his whatever he does. So he's yeah, yeah for sure. So we'll, well, with that, you know, um, with that, yeah. <laughs> you're going to be at the end of your tomorrow. You're going to text me like, actually, I have a better idea. You want to? <laughs> yeah, right, 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 right. Can we splice this in? I've got a real response for you. So with the article, um, I'm going to, I'll shout out all that stuff. So if you're listening and you would like to go read this article, um, I'll, I'll link some stuff so you can go find it. Um, it was amazing to see everything, where you come from, everything you're doing. Um, and I have some amazing people in my life that are, you know, gay and have come out and have these great stories. Would you, you know, if someone's listening and maybe has kind of going through something similar to what you have gone through and what you've gone through for most of your life, do you have a piece of advice you would give to someone maybe struggling, um, in that way? Mm, yes. I, so, I mean, I've known something about myself being different since I was probably five you know, which is kind of crazy to think about. And I never got, I, I never got curious about it. Um, I, I, it, I think being a kid who moved around a lot too, it's like, you never want to be different. Being different as a child is hard. Mm. Um, so I just wanted to fit in all the time, which that's normal. Um, and it, it took an engagement for me to realize like, oh my gosh, you are going to be that person that potentially has a family to resolve partnership issues. And it's like, you will be an example for love and you and your partner are not, you're not touching each other. You don't love each other. Like this, this can't be. And also you are not in alignment with yourself. So I think for me, like a, a, a fun takeaway, fun takeaway was that I was living a life to keep people. And the thing that was fluid was my values and my boundaries. And now it's like, no, what, in order to be happy, you need to keep your values and your boundaries stationary. The thing that can be fluid is, is the person or the people. Um, mm. Yeah, I've, I've felt so aligned and so happy with that kind of mindset. Um, and, and just being honest, it's like the whole point of writing this article, I had a friend ask me, she's like, Heather, why are you making your life so public? And I said, it's because it's the most self-loving thing I can do as someone who's suppressed for most of their life. And it's like, I am racing at hard rock. I'm one of 16 women out of 150 people 
racing. Like being a female at Hard Rock is a big enough deal, but to be a queer athlete at Hard Rock, now you're representing two marginalized groups. So it's like, you have a story and the story is human experience. Mm. It's like, we can all relate to that being in alignment with ourselves. Um, so yeah, I would say get curious about yourself. Yeah. That's, that's, that's so inspiring. I think for anybody listening, um, in what, whatever your walk of life is and whatever you're doing, um, you know, and I think the people that love you and support you will be there no matter what, whatever, whatever happens and whatever journey you go on. Totally. Yeah. So, um, Heather, I always ask everybody, cause it, it's been a rough t- couple of years, you know, it's just, hasn't been easy. Um, another piece of advice or maybe good nugget you could give someone listening, um, that's just struggling more mentally or maybe physically, um, and kind of like, I feel like people get lost no matter who you are, you're getting lost right now in this, you know, post COVID pandemic, kind of figure it out piece of just positive advice to kind of like give someone going into their day today. A piece of advice. Oh man. I, the stigma that surrounds therapy, I think it needs to be squashed. I, I never, yeah, I have never, you know, I wish I would have had a counselor or a therapist growing up as a, as a kid. Um, but it took like a full on gutting of my life, separating from my partner, moving into an apartment with nothing but a bed and a couple of camp chairs to realize like, I need to talk to somebody <laughs> and I'm not crazy. Like I'm, I'm just going through a really rough time and um, that I can attribute being able to speak to the journalist, speaking to you, just from like speaking with this therapist of mine, I would say like, if you're going through a rough time, you owe it to yourself to seek out some help, talk to somebody. I think it should be as normal as going to the dentist. Seriously, like it's it's so wonderful for the body and the mind to have that outlet, to have someone dedicated to you to listen. Um, yeah, and maybe that's too deep of an answer, but I would say- I, I'm so glad you said that because I have recently just started going to therapy and it is just the tools that someone can give you to be the best person that you are. It's not necessarily has life has to be just earth shattering and horrible and things have to be, you know, things could be good. It's just, how can you be the best version of yourself to your friends, your family, your partner, to whoever's around you and to yourself? I think, I think it's the most amazing answer I've ever had when I asked. Oh, Oh, good. Yay. (laughs) So if anyone's listening and they're like, this Heather girl is rad and I want to follow her see what she's up to. Is there any way that people either can reach out or maybe even follow your journey? Um, yeah, your totally. yeah. Um, you will have a very fun time. Uh, if you follow me on Instagram, it's Heather underscore Brooks 15. Yeah. Okay. And yeah. Cause you'll see her one day running through snow and then one day, you know, skate skiing so, or sledding down Sentinel. I have seen that one too. I, I'm like, they're not going very fast. No. <laughs> kind of dangerous. I wouldn't recommend it. Go with Heather as a trained professional. <laughs> yeah, right, right. <laughs> well, Heather, thank you for giving me some of your time today. It has been great to see you and reconnect with you and hear about your amazing journey in the last, you know, since oh. 2011 is when I actually, I think we hung out was 2012, something around there. Yeah. So. yeah, this has been wonderful. You're kicking butt. You look awesome. And yeah, this, this show is, is amazing. Keep doing your thing. Do you love the Pacific Northwest as much as I do? And how do you show it everywhere you go? Get yourself clothing that reflects the love today. 
Head over to Forever Green and see everything they have to offer, from hoodies to t-shirts, even bathing suits for the summer. Forever Green will have something you will love. So I want you to go to www.forevergreenpnw.com. That's the number four, E-V-R-G-R-N-P-N-W.com. And don't forget that everyday hoodie. It's a buy one, get one half off. Thanks for listening to Keeping Tabs. If you like what you heard, make sure you subscribe to my YouTube, Spotify, or iTunes to listen to all the great interviews. Keeping Tabs is all about people, telling the story of some amazing people we have in our community and across the world. So make sure you subscribe, like, and follow along. Thank you.